Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up everyone? Welcome back to another video here on fantasyfootballscout.co.uk and today game week 11 video. Game week 10 is drawing to a close. We have one match less this evening. Let me know in the comment section how you got on. I got 73 points with no players left. Pretty happy with that small green arrow but let me know in the comment section how you got on so far this year game week but today we're going to be talking about a game week 11 wildcard team but also we'll be discussing generally what a team I think we should be going into the upcoming weeks are we can talk about some of the players that I think you should generally be targeting to be bringing into your FPL team as well over the coming weeks something I'm starting to say to a lot of people now if you don't have your wildcard still left available is you need to be bringing in players that you are happy to hold between now and the world cup we only have six game weeks left between now and the world cup which means we only have five free transfers to use of course we don't get the free transfer for the final game week because it would go and used in the unlimited transfers that we get over the world cup so any players you're bringing into your team now you need to be looking at their fixtures all the way from game week 11 into game week 16 and expecting you will hold them in your team for the whole of that time so we're going to dive in and we're going to start in goal a slightly different goalkeeper combination than maybe we've seen we've gone with Danny Ward for Leicester it does look like he's going to keep his place but as we saw in game week 10 again that Leicester defense is really poor and no offense to Danny Ward but his goalkeeping ability is just really not at Premier League standard at the moment yes they kept a clean sheet against Nottingham Forest in game week nine but I think that's the only clean sheet they're going to keep between now and the World Cup however if you can get a cheap backup at 4.1 million then that's absolutely fine the starting goalkeeper we have got is Kepa Ariza Balaga of Chelsea 4.4 million for the Chelsea starting goalkeeper could be an absolute bargain he started all the most recent games under Graham Potter Mendy has has been out injured. Now it looks like he's been back fit and available for the past three games but we've still decided to go and choose Kepa as the starting goalkeeper for Chelsea even when Mendy has been available. I would wait and just check in the most recent Champions League game which does take place in the midweek before game week 11 that it is Kepa that starts again but I do expect it to be as a Chelsea fan I do expect Kepa to continue to play and so we can assume that it's going to be him that has that starting position in those Chelsea lineups. 4.4 million is really nice. The fixtures are a bit mixed. Some of the good fixtures are away with easier home fixtures not really taking place but I do still like him as an option and as that Chelsea defence compared to some of those other 4.5 goalkeepers I think they have the best chance of clean sheets so I do expect him to start and I've gone with Ward as the backup in case Kepa does occasionally lose his place due to rotation that we know from this weekend that Potter is very very capable of doing but we've gone with Kepa and we've gone with Ward just 8.5 million spent on goalkeepers and I like the duo that we have got 
Into defense, we do still have Reese James. Now, we did get benched in game week 10, which was very annoying for any of us who have Reese James in our team. However, that right-hand side did look really strong. Even the positions as Piliqueta was getting himself into, I think there's a lot of potential returns when James does come back into the team. On the other hand side, it was Cucurella that started, but Chiwell, for me, is still the better fullback that Chelsea can operate with on that left-hand side. I would still be going with James because I think he's more nailed than either Cucurella or Chiwell. Getting a lot of questions at the moment about where we should be investing in that Chelsea defence. It's still Kepper in goal and then Reese James if you are looking for a defender. Interestingly, we do need to continue to be concerned about that Chelsea rotation. Graham Potter was known for rotating that Brighton team. It wasn't that big a problem when he was at Brighton. We didn't own that many of our assets, but they did still rotate and he did it on quite a frequent basis. We didn't necessarily expect it so much at Chelsea. He didn't do it over the past few games, but then we did see in game week 10 in between those two big Champions League games against AC Milan where Chelsea do need to win both of them. Won the first one comfortably and they'll need to win the second one again if they do want to progress and have a good chance of coming top of their group. So he did use that opportunity to rotate the team, but it did not hinder them. As we saw with Brighton, the system works really well that whoever comes in to that starting lineup is capable of scoring points. So I do expect James to come back and play the majority of games, but you will get weeks like this where there is a bit of rotation. Now we've gone with Jao Cancelo in here. Again, a lot of people try and cut corners on the Manchester City defence and go with cheaper options like Akanji, like Diaz, like Walker when he was fit. But for me, it just has to be Jao Cancelo. He showed in game week 10 again why it should be him. He scored a goal, a great solo goal, an assist for Phil Foden. Congratulations if you had Phil Foden, but he really didn't really do very much to get the assist in that one. And then he did pick up an assist late on for the Erling Haaland goal. 7.3 million and will continue to rise. He's the most nailed of those Manchester City defenders. Will start pretty much every game in that defence, along with the likes of Ruben Diaz, probably, but he's probably more nailed than Ruben Diaz and he has the attacking threat for him as well. They do blank in game week 12, but from game week 13 onwards, they have an incredible run of fixtures where they'll probably keep four clean sheets out of four, if not three is my prediction out of the final four games before we go into the World Cup. And then we do have Kieran Trippier. Now, the Newcastle defence has looked good so far this season. They have begun to leak a few goals. So I don't think I'd be doubling up on the Newcastle defence with Pope in goal and then having Trippier in defence. If you have that and you have a spare transfer like a lot of us seem to at the moment, then downgrading Pope to the likes of Kepa or Gaeta is a good way of freeing up money. But I don't think it's anything to panic on at the moment. There are some nice single fixtures like Everton at home in game week 12 for Newcastle that we can really look to target. I do like Trippier. The attacking threat he has, plus the bonus points he's able to get. Again, he got two bonus in game week 10 in a 5-1 win despite only getting an assist and no clean sheet as well. So I really like what he can offer. He's very well-rounded. His price is only going up and up. The three defenders of Cancelo, James and Trippier do feel like they're pretty nailed in a lot of people's teams and for very good reason as well. Trent at 7.3 is one that does miss out. Their fixtures from game week 12 is really nice and I have him in my team. I'm currently deciding do I want to hold him for those nice fixtures from game week 12 onwards or do I just get rid and reinvest the money elsewhere. I haven't decided, but if I was wildcarding this week, I would not have him in there. Again, given the performances Liverpool have put in, those clean sheets don't look that great and his attacking output is not as good as well. Then the two cheap options we've got. Again, Neko Williams is in here. I'm recording before the Aston Villa Nottingham Forest game. There is a chance that Aurea starts to get some minutes from Nottingham Forest, but they did pay a lot of money for Neko Williams and I do think he will continue to keep his place. He's on some set pieces. They're good from open play, but the clean sheet chances are pretty low, but he can sit last on your bench every week. He might have to play for you in game week 12 where there is that blank game week and we do have a lot of Manchester City and Arsenal players in this wildcard so you would have to play him that week 
but it's the only week you'd have to play him and then you can sit him last on your bench. And then finally, we've got Gehi of Crystal Palace. Because we don't have Guaita, I'm quite happy with Gehi at 4.3. It's a very reasonable price for him. They did look okay in game week 10. They are playing against a lead side that do really like to score goals. Crystal Palace have had mixed defensive performances, but 4.3, you can't really complain. He does have the occasional bit of goal threat. If Edouard hadn't have scored in game week 10, then Gehi was queuing up at the back post to put it in himself. Plus in game week 12, where you'll have to start him, he has Wolves at home, a fantastic fixture that you would hope for Crystal Palace to keep a clean sheet in. So this is the back five. You'll probably be wanting to start three of them every week with the other two sitting on your bench. Moving into midfield, just before we do, if you haven't liked the video already, make sure you've liked, subscribe to Fantasy Football Scout and check out my channel after the video as well if you have not already. So we have got no premium midfielders in here. We've gone for sort of mid-price and budget midfielders all the way through. We start with Leandro Trossard of Brighton. Now Brighton have Brentford away and Nottingham Forest in the next two. He is a placeholder and we'll talk about exactly who he's a placeholder for in a moment. But we do like those Brighton fixtures. They look good under new management. They look like they're going to score a lot of goals and Trossard attacking output does look really good over the past few games as well so he is an affordable price of 6.8 million and he's just a placeholder so this team does lead with a little bit of money in the bank to go and upgrade him to one of those Manchester City or Arsenal assets in a few weeks next in we have got James Madison although he blanked in game week 10 we saw in game week 9 what he's very capable of doing if you're wildcarding Madison has to be in there Leicester look like they will continue to score goals even if they do concede them and Madison is that focal point of the attack I'm surprised he blanked in game week 10 because practically every Everything they do from an attacking point of view does go through Madison. Daka did score with no assist. If there was an assist, although it was dubious, it probably would have gone for Madison, but correctly decided that it didn't go to him. But he was still involved in that goal. Now, next time we have gone with Bowen, and it was between Bowen and Wilfred Zaha for me. Bowen has just started to impress me over the past couple of games and took a penalty in game week 10 as well, which is another route to points. Now, Zaha is also on penalties. If you don't have the money for this squad and the upgrade we're going to do in a moment, then absolutely go with Wilfred Zaha over Bowen. Bowen does have some really nice fixtures on the horizon as does Wilfred Zaha. It's a pretty 50-50 call between the two. The only thing for me is Zaha wasn't that involved in the most recent game against Leeds. He played very wide. He did pick up an assist but apart from that his involvement in the game was pretty minimal. And then finally we've got Martinelli who would start for you every week. Of course he blanks in game week 12 but he showed in game week 10 with a goal and assist against Liverpool what he's capable of doing when he comes up against a defender who's unable to mark him well enough. He's on set pieces as well. He's risen in value a lot a lot of us have a lot of value tied up in him and I would not be selling him and losing that value for me Martinelli is a season long hold I don't expect Smith Rowe to challenge him for minutes unless there's a big European match but Martinelli looks so good one of the focal points of attack for Arsenal so far this season so he has to be in there even with a blank game week because from game week 13 onwards as well Arsenal have a lovely run of fixtures that you definitely want him for and then last in midfield we do have Andreas Pereira he can sit on your bench every week and rotate first sub probably with Grahi every single week he scored in game week 10 even without Mitrovic he does have the attacking threat he does take some set pieces he's pretty good from open play he's the best option we've got at that price Bailey is the other one you could potentially go with but he doesn't look nailed to start every week so yeah we've gone on with Andreas but he'll sit on your bench and you'll play a three defenders four midfielders and then finally up front you will play a front so we've gone with Haaland again there's not really much to talk about if you're considering selling Haaland going into the blank and losing all that value it's absolutely not worth it do not risk losing all that value the sort of 0.3 0.4 that you are losing and have to buy him back straight away going into the upcoming game week 13 where you will definitely want Haaland back 
Just don't do it. It's not worth it. The players that you can bring in are not worth it for one week. Then we've gone with Harry Kane. Now, Harry Kane did hobble off at the end of game week 10 with a slight knock. He is yellow flagged at the moment. I do expect him to be absolutely fine. If he's maybe going to miss one game, then you might want to restructure this team. But I think Kane will be fine. So he is in there. And then finally, up front, we do have Callum Wilson. So Newcastle look like they're going to score a lot of goals. They've absolutely banged them in over the past couple of games. And Callum Wilson, when he's fit, is always, always going to be involved. On penalties as well, like Harland, like Kane, and the upcoming fixtures are pretty nice. They're playing Manchester United in game week 11, who have actually been conceding quite a few chances over the recent weeks, especially with Varane out injured. He looks like he's back maybe for next week, but I still expect Newcastle to score. And then they do have that Everton at home fixture in game week 12 as well. So a really nice front line. This team does leave a little bit of money in the bank to potentially upgrade elsewhere. So it'd be a 3-4-3 starting lineup. You'd probably want to roll your transfer going in to game week 12 as well. The plan would be then to upgrade Leandro Trossard to Phil Foden. And this is why you need to leave that money in the bank. You want to move, make that move in order to get Foden in and triple Manchester City in for game week 13 onwards. Foden is more value for money than you get from Kevin De Bruyne or from another defender. Foden, Haaland, Cancelo is pretty essential for me in terms of that Manchester City triple up. Now, if you're looking at this team and you can't afford it, there are a few places that you could downgrade. The obvious one for me here is to do Bowen down for Wilfred Zaha to free up a little bit of money. If you still can't afford it, then potentially you can downgrade Callum Wilson to the likes of Patson Dacca as well if you can't afford this team. This is what I would be lining up with if I was going to play my wildcard this week. So it'd be looking something like it was before with Trossard in here and maybe Bowen or Zaha, depending on if you have the money in the bank to do Trossard up to Foden in game week 13. Let me know what you think about this wildcard. Drop any comments in the comment section down below. Leave any questions about your team and we'll do our best to answer them before the game week 11 deadline. Thank you all so much for watching. If you haven't checked out my own channel as well, there should be a link above or a link in the description to go and check out FPL Harry. I upload three times a week and have a two hour deadline stream before every single FPL deadline. Make sure you're subscribed to Fantasy Football Scout. Like the video before you go. Good luck in game week 11 and I'll be back again next week.